Does the world that sits in the middle of the desert house some evil genies? This place certainly has some crazy folklore surrounding it, but what really lives at the bottom of this seemingly bottomless hole? Join me as we take a look at today's destination, the Well of Bahru. Welcome to Destination History, where we tackle interesting and fascinating places, take a good old stroll through the history behind them. Today, we may have ourselves a shorter destination episode, but it's by no means any less fascinating. Officially known as the Well of Bahru, but occasionally goes by the Well of Hell, is an intriguing natural formation that is surrounded by local folklore. You'll find this unique well in the Al Mahra province of Yemen, not really all that far from the border with Oman. Not a major tourist attraction, Yemen has had its fair share of being in the spotlight. But the events surrounding the well of Bahru really had part of the world looking on in awe as to what explorers would find. The well itself is like most wells in that it is a deep, dark hole in the ground. It's just that this hole is in the middle of the desert and is about 30 metres wide. Now I'm sure I don't have to tell you, that's a pretty big hole. And if that didn't impress you, perhaps this will. It's thought that the well is between 100 and 250 metres deep. Now that's a deep hole in the desert. Some might even refer to it as a pore in the Earth's surface. Modern science tells us that the well of hell is nothing but your average natural sinkhole. And we'll get more into sinkholes in a minute. But those who live near the well are convinced that it was created with the purpose of housing evil spirits. And I can see how they came to that conclusion. A hole just sitting in the middle of nowhere, it definitely has an ominous feel to it, if I do say so myself. Local folklore will tell us that it was created as a prison for demons. And this law was all but confirmed when a gross, foul odour could be smelt coming up from the hole. Everyone knows that imprisoned demons stink to high heaven. But this hole that has oddly appeared out of nowhere is really nothing but your typical sinkhole. Yeah, it may look a bit weird, a black mark on the desert, some might say, especially when seen from above. I've left a link in the show notes if you want to see it on Google Maps for yourself. It certainly is a pitch black hole. But regardless of how creepy or eerie it looks, scientists are telling people that supposedly it is in fact possible to find a perfectly round, exceptionally deep sinkhole in the middle of the desert. In fact, here's a sinkhole expert out of the University of South Florida who goes by Philip Van Bayen to tell us what he knows about sinkholes. There are different types of sinkholes. The most common are collapse and subsidence sinkholes. Fascinating stuff. And I'm not just being sarcastic here. It really is fascinating 
because collapsed sinkholes are formed when caves are created underground so large that there's no longer anything supporting the ground above and the rock and sediment all of a sudden collapse into the cave. Whereas subsidence sinkholes occur more gradually when sediments sitting close to the surface slowly trickle down into an underground void, slowly creating a depression in the ground before a sinkhole opens up. Both of these types of sinkholes rely on a specific type of landscape, which is largely made up of carbonate bedrock like those of limestone and dolomite, which of course we know is soluble in water, which pretty easily gets you a cave or a spring, and then through the power of erosion, a sinkhole. Although Bayan says it's actually surprisingly difficult to tell what kind of sinkhole a sinkhole is. Unless it occurs when people live at the site and record the event, then it's almost impossible. Right. Well then, I guess the origins of the sinkhole are still a mystery. Which, rightly so, leaves the door open to the local legend for its purpose and, if we're being honest, creation. Now, there's a couple of legends floating around out there that concern themselves with the Well of Bahru, but all of them pretty much contain the same sort of information. Their basic gist is that the well was built to contain the jinn, basically evil genies. Some even have these evil and uncontrollable jinn being forced to carve the well that they would then be imprisoned in. Here's a pretty good description of what jinn are. Jinn are shape-shifting spirits made of fire and air with origins in pre-Islamic Arabia. When I hear shape-shifting spirits made of fire and air, I certainly don't think they're something that's meant to be trifled with. Although, then again, from the jinn we do get the good version of genies, and through the development of this pre-Islamic Arabian spirit, we can definitely see some inspiration for Aladdin's genie. Although I don't think any jinn were ever as funny as Robin Williams. This local myth of the well being a prison cell for demonic spirits meant that many of the locals weren't too eager to get anywhere resembling close to the well. And those who live nearby have long held the belief that if anything gets even remotely close to the opening, the jinn trapped inside would suck them in. They would never be able to escape. Here's what Yemeni oral tradition, which has of course been passed down for centuries, says about the well. A prison of dark spirits sheltered by unbearable odours that come from its entrails. How visual. Although the stories have of course grown from your stock standard gin prison cell to more of those resembling the gates of hell. And so I can see why many of the residents in the area really sort of go out of their way to avoid visiting this part of the desert. You don't want to come home with a gin or demon now, do you? And it's not only the visits. A lot of the locals even avoid talking about it altogether for fear of bad luck or ill fortune attaching itself to them. Here's Muhammad al-Kindi, 
a geology professor from the German University of Technology in Oman, telling us what he heard from the locals. Yes, locals always told us about the legends. They also mentioned wild animals. They mentioned strange voices or people screaming below. They mentioned also the air is really bad. You will not be able to breathe. Good grief, I certainly see why one would want to avoid that part of the desert in general. And yet, despite all of these warnings from the locals in the old stories, Alkindi didn't seem at all perturbed to be the first person who would descend to the bottom of the well and hopefully, fingers crossed, make it back up out again. Now, before Alkindi headed down into the well, Yemeni officials even admitted that they themselves had no clue what lay at the bottom of the pit, if there was a bottom at all. They reckoned that the well could be millions and millions of years old, and yet no one had gone down to the bottom and lived to tell about the adventure. Even Salah Badher, the Director General of Mahra's Geological Survey and Mineral Resources Authority, said this about the place. These places require more study, research and investigation. And study, research and investigate is what they set to work to do. Okay, so a group of Omani cavers stepped up and braved the depths of this pitch black unknown hole in order to be the first person known to descend to the bottom and come the whole way back out. Now, I'm afraid that their discoveries just might be a little anticlimactic, and they reportedly didn't find any signs of anything supernatural. Now, that's what I call disappointing. Although, they did make a few interesting discoveries. Now, up until this point, people had gone partly down into the hole, but no one had made it right down to the bottom, probably because it's a pretty deep hole and one can only carry so much rope. Here's Salah Bahir again to tell us what the preparation was like. It's very deep. We've never reached the bottom of this well, as there's little oxygen and no ventilation. Well, now, that right there could account for the bad smell, and maybe why things generally don't make it back out. Now, Bahir was part of the team that had previously gone partly down into the well, but only partly. We have gone to visit the area and entered the well, reaching more than 50 to 60 metres down. We noticed strange things inside. We also smelled something strange. It's a mysterious situation. And I'm sure it bloody well was a mysterious situation. Although it is likely that the weird smell was more from dead animals that had fallen in than anything to do with evil spirits. Now, our mate Alkindi was part of the team of about eight experienced cavers from the Oman Cave Exploration Team that made it right down to the bottom of the well in 2021. Passion drove us to do this, and we felt that this is something that will reveal a new wonder and part of Yemeni history. They were even able to capture some footage of the descent which showed water dripping and grey and lime green cave pearls. Here's Alkindi again, telling us what we can see in the descent footage. Cave pearls are concentric calcium carbonate deposits that form around nuclei falling water. 
These rings are smoothed by the movement of water falling for thousands of years until they form beautiful pearl shapes. Right, so at least we know that this cave, that supposedly is the reason for the sinkhole, has been down here for thousands of years. But what exactly did Al Kindi and his team find down there, at the bottom of the deep hole? Anything resembling evil genies? There were snakes, but they won't bother you unless you bother them. It also has its own kind of ecosystem. We collected samples of water, rocks, soil, and some dead animals, but have yet to have them analysed. There were dead birds, which does create some bad odours, but there was no overwhelmingly bad smell. Well, now that's interesting and not terribly exciting, but certainly interesting and a little terrifying. I'm imagining a massive snake pit at the bottom, just covered in slithering snakes. No, thank you. And it's interesting that Alkindi wasn't too concerned about the bad smell. Perhaps the day he went down the well was a good sniff day. Spending about six hours in the cave, Alkindi was able to have a real good look around. And he and his team discovered that the length of the well was actually only about 112 metres deep and passed through two layers of rock. The top layer of porous and permeable rock roughly about 60 metres thick, was potentially what allowed water to filter through down to the second, less permeable layer that then flows right down into the cave, creating a 45 metre waterfall on its way. Now, of course, some just couldn't understand a hole in a desert landscape like this couldn't have something mysterious and bad about it. So there were questions about if the water is poisonous or not. To this question, Alkindi reportedly just laughed. Well, apparently not. I'm still alive. I also took samples and analysed it with some colleagues in one of the local universities here in Oman. It's very fresh, very normal water. Well, seeing as though he did drink at least a whole bottle's worth of the stuff, I guess the bloke must be right. The water's fine. The footage, to which I've added a link in the show notes for those who would like to see it for themselves without travelling all the way to Yemen and then being lowered down a very deep hole, shows something that is actually quite incredibly beautiful. I mean, you can see just how natural the whole place looks. Just like any other cave, really. Nothing scary down there, surely. What's actually pretty interesting to see and think about is that the landscape of the cave is amazingly pristine, because no one's gone down there before. There was absolutely no evidence of humans, just all purely natural. Although Alkindi says that we can't know for certain whether or not people had been down there in the centuries before, it just hadn't been recorded. There were no footprints or other signs of disturbances. None of the prior missions there have been documented, so it's unclear whether anyone had actually gone down there although it's difficult to be 100% certain. So now what if watching the footage wasn't enough for you and you want to go and see the bottom of the well for yourself? Well, firstly, I would definitely reconsider. Like much of the Middle East, it's not generally advised that you travel to Yemen at the time of recording, although you could enjoy a trip to Oman if that's on your bucket list. 
except it's generally advised that you do avoid the border with Yemen. So it does seem as if a trip to the well of Bahru may need to wait until things settle down a bit, whenever that will be. But a fascinating place to learn a little bit more about, even if we can't visit it ourselves. I'm not sure about you, but a part of me is a little disappointed that there were no gin found at the bottom of the well of hell. But then again, I am glad that the caving team aren't being tormented and followed around by evil genies. You've got to take what you can get, I guess. Now that we're at the end of today's short episode, feel free to check out everything we've got over on the website, destinationhistorypod.com. There's something you want to hear about? Let us know, shoot through a message or an email, and I'll make sure it appears on the podcast. Keep those earlobes peeled for the next episode. Catch you then.